Welcome, listeners, to our patron preview of X-Men First Class. You have the chance to become part of something much bigger than yourself. What do you know about me? Everything. A new species is being born. Help me guide it. Shape it. Lead it. So, X-Men First Class, released in 2011, starring James McAvoy, Michael Fassbender, Jennifer Lawrence, Kevin Bacon, January Jones, Rose Byrne, Nicholas Hult, and we can't go an X-Men film without just mentioning Hugh Jackman. Yeah, yeah, he's, he makes an appearance. It'd be, it'd be, uh, I guess it'd be strange if he didn't, but fantastic cameo. Absolutely. This one's directed by Matthew Vaughan, gone away from the, uh, the Bryans and the Bretts of the world. Finally. <laughs> Brian Singer was asked to come back and direct for this one. Get fucked. He seriously was, but he couldn't because he was committed to Jack the Giant Slayer at that point. Never even heard of it. Really? What is it? It's like... Jack and the Beanstalk, but he's Ooh. he's like, I don't know, I haven't seen it, but I assume it's something to do with, uh, he's like a badass giant slayer. Okay, that's weird. He I did, mean, thank God. Yeah, oh yeah. He did stay on as a producer, though. Did you notice at the title credits, it had the, the usual suspects logo, like, like yes, a, yeah, Brian yes. Singer's uh, production. Music. Yep, yeah. Because that music. It's great music. So this film was originally meant to be a prequel about Magneto, and just Magneto alone. The screenwriter, Sheldon Turner, he described it as X-Men meets The Pianist. And it was going to focus on Magneto's early years as a prisoner of war in the Nazi concentration camp until he was freed by Allied forces led by Charles Xavier. I mean, that's weird. Like, because you can't imagine them holding Magneto, you know? Like, he would just crush everyone. Exactly. He doesn't need Charles to save him. Like you see in the first scene of this film when he crushes those guys' helmets. Except, of course, in the scene where Charles saves him. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) So this film had a budget of about $160 million dollars. Only grossed 146 in America. Ooh, okay. Yeah. What about worldwide? You 353. Know? So it's it's that a wasn't exactly a hit. No, it was 17th and 18th for the year. So it. I think it's due to how you know unwell received uh, Wolverine was, and the fact they've come in with this all these new characters, well, not new characters, yeah, new cast. People probably didn't new wa- timeline. Yep. Like, is this a reboot? Is it a prequel? Yeah. I'd say that's probably what the biggest problem was. People were just like, oh, I don't know, I want to- X-Men, I'm over it. And yeah. Just, yeah. Wrong time to be over X-Men. So to prepare for his role as Charles Xavier, James McAvoy shaved his head. But then he re- he learned that he didn't have to shave his head. So most of the time in this film, he's actually got some sort of wig on. Really? Yeah. Well, I mean, wouldn't you ask someone? <laughs> he got too excited. like, yes, Xavier. <laughs> it's like, oh, wait, calm down. I did see that Brian Cranston turned down the role of Sebastian Shaw for this film. He did Drive instead. I mean, I would have rather Brian Cranston. Well, in the end, after he didn't get involved in it, they only had two actors they were considering. That was Kevin Bacon, of course, and Colin Firth. And they ultimately went with Bacon because they thought uh, the American seemed more menacing than Firth. Yeah, Firth, Firth wouldn't have fit. Vaughn did use him later on for Kingsman, of course. Yeah, but as the good guy. Yeah, yeah. Gee, Cranston would have been good. I reckon he would have been. That would have been great. It would have been a really different role for him, but he's definitely got the uh, intensity. We talk about how James McAvoy got prepared for this role. Nicholas Hult got prepared for this role by studying Kelsey Grammer's performance as Beast, obviously, but also as Frasier. Why? I guess he just wanted to. I guess he just wanted to mirror exactly what Kelsey Grammer had done. I don't know. Grammer wasn't like a standout of Last Stand. He was for Beast. Going in the opposite direction, though, Michael Fassbender. He did study 
Hold uh, on, oh, no, no, I don't get that because like Nicholas Holt plays. He's still going on this eh? as like this real shy, nerdy guy. Kelsey Grammer in Last Stand is a very confident and intelligent man. I don't, I don't get any Kelsey Grammer from Nicholas Holt's performance. Maybe he studied his performance and then decided to go the exact opposite <laughs> of that. Maybe that would make more sense. Michael Fassbender did study Ian McKellen's performance as is well. Fassbender or Fassbender? What does it matter? Because it annoys me every time you say Fassbender. I just say Fassbender. It annoys me when you say that. No, it doesn't. It does now. You didn't even notice. Like I said before you really interrupted me, he did study Ian McKellen's performance, but he also looked through the old comics as well and decided to make his own version of Magneto. He said, you want to respect what someone else has done, especially because the fan base really liked what Ian had done with it. But while I could have gone and studied him as a young man and brought that to the performance, I don't think Matthew Vaughan is very interested in that. So I'm just going to go my own way and working with whatever is in the comic books and the script. Bravo, sir. Speaking of Matthew Vaughan, he did tell the cast to do away with all their accents from the previous people. Just go with your own accents. That's why Fassbender is American in this instead of the the British. Did you not notice that? I mean, no, but are the... The X-Men set in America. Yeah, but Ian McKellen is British and his Magneto had a British he's playing, accent. he's playing a like a European Jew. He's got an American accent. Okay. Yeah. Whatever. Who cares? I'm just putting out trivia here. <laughs> well, it's very trivial. Please don't. <laughs> I mean... Did you notice Stan Lee's not in this movie? Was he in all the X-Men movies? No, he wasn't in X2, but he missed this cameo because apparently uh, they, were, they shot it too far away. Couldn't get there. Spewing. What would he have been? He would have been in the montage of picking up new mutants. I thought he would have been in the strip club. But he's already done that. No, he hadn't at this point. <laughs> and this film has an average of 7.7 over 600,000 ratings. Which makes it currently the highest rated X-Men film. Well, let's see if it's our highest rated X-Men film so far. Let's. Thank you very much, listeners, for checking out this patron preview. Yeah, if you want to check out the whole episode, we've got everything on over at patreon.com. IMDb Journey. And we've got plenty of other episodes over there, including our Die Hard series, Wes Anderson series, tons of other benefits, early access to our main show. Yeah, exactly. You can even shape the show the way you want it to be by telling us what movies you want us to review. Yeah, so Dean said a spot on patreon.com slash IMDb Journey. Go ahead and head over there and check out all the rewards and benefits that we've got to offer. And we thank you once again for checking us out. Thanks, y'all.